Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Huddle with Monica D. Livingston, a safe space to dialogue, create, celebrate, and gain the tools to execute and dominate on the field or in life. This is the place where we discuss the fumbles and the touchdowns, the struggles and the successes. This is where we come to get better. So huddle up. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Huddle with me, Monica D. Livingston. We are finishing out Women's History Month strong, I'm telling you. Our iSlide team captain entering The Huddle today is Julie Donaldson. Julie Donaldson is the VP of Media and Content for, well, my favorite football team, the Washington football team. And listen, if you're wondering when we're going to get a new name, we actually discuss it just just a little bit. We talk about it a little bit. But this particular interview is riddled with encouragement for those that need a reminder of how crucial it is to take time for self, some self-care, and how important a workout is. And the workout really isn't about the physical benefits that you get, but more importantly, the mental ones that you get. There are tips to how to succeed in a male-dominated space like sports, especially football. And and we just kept talking and talking. Julie's so uh, interesting to, to talk to. We discussed the, the power of positive self-talk coupled with faith. And she really broke down the difference between faith and religion. And, of course, we had some fun. You, you know how I do in the huddle. When our two-minute drill was absolute fire. So let me be quiet and, and let you listen. But as you listen, ask yourself, where are you on your personal faith journey? How are you practicing your faith outwardly? Like so that others can tell that you are a person of faith. So others can feel the good. Julie Donaldson, our iSlide team captain, when we return to The Huddle with me, Monica D. The Huddle with Monica D. Livingston team captain segment. It's sponsored by iSlide USA, the place to get your favorite team slides. Whether it's NBA, WNBA, NHL, MLB, and more, you can also rep your college colors as you slide around campus in a pair of stylish and comfortable iSlides. And if you're feeling creative, design your own pair of slides. That's my favorite part. I get to put whatever I want on a pair of iSlides. Visit iSlideUSA.com and get started today. Use code MONICA. That's right, you heard me. Use code MONICA at checkout and receive 15% off of your total purchase. Go do it now. Stand in what you stand for with iSlide USA. And welcome back to the huddle. Um, I am joined now by our iSlide team captain of the day. It is Julie Donaldson. Julie Donaldson is the VP of media and content for the only football team that matters, the Washington football team. Julie, how are you doing? Great. Thanks. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, I am I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um, you know, when people always say football team, I'm like, we're Washington. That's right. I think it's real simple. Um, we are working towards a new name, but it, to me, it's the only team that matters right now. But of course, you know, I, I have an invested interest. <laughs> always. I've always been a Washington football fan. Grew up in this area. So my household was split 
My mom and brother were Dallas Cowboy fans and my dad and I were Washington football fans. And so regardless of what type of season we have, and you know, Julie, we've had some trying seasons. Mm -hmm. I have never, ever been any other with any other team. I bleed uh, maroon and gold for sure and always will. So I'm I'm hoping and I see things are changing, you know, just a little bit and we'll get into that. But I want to talk about you. This is about Women's History Month. And so I'm super happy that you were able to find some time to enter the huddle and uh, help us with this. We've had a lineup of month every single Tuesday with the women stopping by, uh, dropping gems and just really trying to help people. And so I thought, who else would be in that same lineup? Well, Julie Donaldson. So I called and you took my call. And so thank you so very much. And I appreciate you. So let's talk about you. VP of Media and Content with the Washington football team. That is different than what you've been doing. Uh, you were a you know, newscaster, journalist, and sports journalism primarily uh, here at Channel 7. Yeah, well, NBC Sports. Okay, NBC um, Sports. NBC Sports Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you did that for a number of years. You have some Olympic coverage. You also were experienced in doing that. And now this is different. How is this different than your traditional being a news, a sports newscaster? Right. You know, I mean, that was always my dream was was to go into to sports broadcasting. I was fortunate, started in Miami, went to New York City, Boston proper, and spent 10 years here. Uh, in DC. And and in that time, what's really kind of helped me in this job um, is I really got to know the fan base. You know, I I got to to be with those highs, those lows, all the hopes, you know, all the promise of the world just to be like, what happened, (laughs) you know, and to be ticked off um, because of it, because of the disappointment. But, you know, I I think the biggest thing is, is understanding the fan base, understanding the information, the content that they want, how they're going to consume it. And because I have that connection from being in this market for 10 years, when it comes now to being um, senior vice president at the media and content, it's like, I understand what they need and they want. And I really want to listen to that to make sure that we're delivering the right content on the right platforms, because today's age, it's a lot different. I yeah. mean, people are consuming a lot of things right here on their phone, right. to their tablet, to their computer, to their TV. So you have to meet them at every single stop along the way. And then within those tablets, you know, and on the phones, it's, are they going to Twitter? Is it right. Instagram? Is right. it YouTube? Um, is it Facebook? And you right. have to be able to perform on every single one of those platforms yeah. and then make sure the content's compelling and engaging. So my background of being a journalist for 20 years has really helped me into this role to where I get to lead the information that we're putting out there. Um, and so, you know, and plus, you know, I, because I've been in different markets, I have a lot of what I believe is really great perspective in life. I've had a lot of different bosses and I've taken some really good notes on what <laughs> made them great, what made me want to work hard for them, what brought out the best of my performance because of them. And also those of like, what not to do's. Right. <laughs> so, right. Like, not that again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of feels like it's a natural progression and I'm really looking forward to, you know, where it does take me in this next chapter of life. Cool. So day in the life though, VP, I, I get what you're doing. You wake up in the morning. I'm sure you work out because I see some of your Instagram videos. You're always, you're inspiring. I'm, I'm going to get it together try. soon. I'm going to get it together soon, girl. I'm trying over here. I got a lot on my plate. COVID lets you hide behind this desk. It's terrible. Okay. I don't have to go out of the house if I don't want to, to make a living. So that that's not a good thing. But so you get up, you work out. What is, what is your first piece of business that you have to do? Give me three or four things that a VP of media and content does during a regular day. 
You know, the first thing you you really, I kind of do, and um, I'm so glad I have an amazing assistant, Ebony, that just kind of keeps track of what I need to know when Shout I need out to, to know Ebony. it. Because, <laughs> man, it could, you know, I can get lost. Um, I get lost in, in a lot of things, emails, meetings, times, um, where my attention needs to be. So the first thing I do is every day is I wake up and I look at my calendar and I see that, oh, it is fall to the max. Right. Uh, and then I go through and I say, what emails need that information need, need attention from me. And Ebony will like put that red flag and all the ones that I need to address first. Um, I can't say I respond to them right away because we go and we do our show early in the morning, right. which, um, is a COVID, um, casualty, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it doesn't air until 5 30, 10, 1130 at night, but we're recording at 8 30, in the morning. morning. Right. So, you know, I, I kind of look out of bed, straight to the phone. What's going on? What do I have to do? Okay. Let's get up, you know, paint the face, pull the hair back and <laughs> let's go put the show together. And then after the show, I can kind of get to the emails and try to get to the responses. Um, but it's amazing that the days fly by Yeah, because, because I'm busy and I love being busy. Um, and everything requires, um, so much focus and attention and for you to be present in that moment, which right. is kind of hard to do when you got things pulling at you from all over the place. Um, before I know it, I'm like, man, it's three o'clock in the afternoon time for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like everybody needs an ebony okay, in their life. I know I need an ebony for sure. I'm getting, I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that point for certain. Uh, you mentioned COVID and the casualty, uh, you know, the show casualty being that, you know, you're filming in the morning, doesn't air until later in the evening. Um, how has COVID, how have you been able to survive COVID? And I don't mean just, you know, the, the virus itself, but I mean, mentally, mm-hmm. you know, how are you keeping focus and a growth mindset? What kind of things give people some tips of like, cause you know, a lot of people are struggling and depressed and it's the same thing, you know, the redundancy over and over and over again. What are some tips that you've been able to do to just keep pushing? I mean, what we're, we're tired of, of staring into computer screens, right? right? Yeah. And, and it's like, I feel like my vision has decreased this yes. year because I'm just trying to focus on the screen. And then when I look up from the screen, I'm like, wait, the rest of the world's blurry. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, um, I think that's a, that's a big thing that's happening to me in COVID and, you know, people aren't moving as much, right? You know, you sit down and, you know, the biggest thing I, I kind of tell my crew is meetings need to start like five minutes after the hour. Give people a chance to get up, use the restroom, get some food, change the laundry before they sit back down because, or if they're running late, you know, give that little leniency. I think that's love that. Um, and something I've been trying to do with like my crew, especially during the season, we work so hard, right? I mean, they're, they're working six, sometimes seven days a week. There's just no break. Right. I'm trying to give them Fridays off, or at least have Fridays be a half day or not have the zoom meetings on Fridays at Mm -hmm. least, you know, so give us a little bit of an extra break in the day. I think wherever you can afford to take that time to, to decompress, to say, is this pertinent? Can it wait? Can we put it on another day? Can we afford that little extra bit of a break? Right. I think is important to really try and take. And I'm stressing to people, take the, take the vacation. It, and if even if that vacation means that this computer screen is shut and right. you don't address it, ah. you have to. <laughs> because I find that people are saying, because you can work from home, they're always working. Yes. So there's less, there's, there's these blurred lines of what are working hours now because right. you're always there. Yeah. You know? People start emailing you at seven 30 at night mm-hmm. just because they're still on their computer. And it used to be seven 30. Yeah. I get emails. I get emails nine o'clock at night, right. 10 30 at night, two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and last <laughs> night I saw, as I was going to bed, it's, you know, I saw like emails start dinging, dinging in. And this must be once people are probably putting their kids to bed, they're right. getting back to their work and they're sitting out these emails. And I I've had to really practice myself to say, 
they don't need my attention right now. I can get to them in the morning. And if it's really important, people know you have to reach, call me, you know, right. text, that kind of a thing. And I'll pay attention to it, especially during free agency when sometimes, you know, we're finding out 10 o'clock at night as you're ready to go to be at bed and you're turning on your sleep app and your eye pillows on. It's like, right. oh, wait a second. We're signing a player, get up and work. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Um, the hours are very demanding. So I, I think you just have to really prioritize. You know, I now I I'm not gonna answer emails late at night, but for those that need the break earlier in the day because of their kids allow them that break earlier in the day to where then maybe they are needing to email at night and just be understanding of that. Yeah. Have some empathy. Right. And like, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Maybe they're, they're not being a jerk and emailing you at nine 30. Maybe that's when they had time to do that. And just, you don't have to respond, but just be mindful that that's probably what's best for them and not assume that they not, they're not thinking about your time or not, you know, having boundaries. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love that. I tell you what I really love, and I do a lot of uh, corporate training. So I'm going to steal this one, but I'll give you credit. The five after starting mm-hmm. meetings, man, that can change culture. I, I would think just because one thing it also says as an employee, I would think that it would resonate with me that my organization cared about me and right. what was going on and not just having these back to back, but the, they're thinking about me every hour to say, we're going to give Monica a little pause and let her do some things that she have to do, man, that, well, the, the gyms just keep coming in the huddle. There's the first one that Julie just dropped. I, I appreciate it. Okay. I'm stealing that one, but I will give you credit. All right. <laughs> you know, I won't tell you then that there are some meetings where I'm like, if I don't have my camera on, I may have been doing yoga during the meeting. <laughs> If it's, you know, I'm not going to tell you which one, because right. I don't want to do because I'm looking at like, because this, the stacks of meetings in the day can be all consuming. And, you know, when I took this job, people, the, the best advice people were giving me, which I, it's very hard. And you, you touched on it. Um, as I say, you, you have to stay to what makes the best version of yourself, which mm-hmm. is working out. Cause I've always been very physically active right. and getting sleep. Right. Well, what do you think, Monica, were the first things to go out the door with those two? I know. I know. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> and it wears you down. And then you're not as good for those that you're working with. Right. You're not as sharp because a part of who you are at your core is being taken away from you. Yeah. You know, you have to be fresh. You have to feel rejuvenated. There's a reason why those endorphins are so positive to our physical and mental state. It's not, I always say working out is the physical is a nice reward, but that's the second part of it. Like the biggest reason I need my workouts is from my mindset, my sanity. Yeah, it's crazy. Just clear things out, you know, it makes a huge difference. And all of a sudden, as soon as I'm into like the fourth minute, I really truly feel like everything is like HD. Mm -hmm. Like I start then thinking while on the treadmill about, you know, just creatively how I can respond to some things. And then I also go, why didn't you do this yesterday? Like this is the secret sauce to the work is and the workout. I, right? I, I, I never come from a workout regretting that I did that. Right. The hardest right. thing is this first, like, especially now, a lot of times, like I used to always wake up workout first thing in the morning, yeah. but now because we're taping so early, my workouts are later in the day, which by then you want a glass of wine and sit yeah. on the couch and veg, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's my switch now, Julie. I'm struggling with that because I've always been a workout in the morning from playing basketball in college. You know, if it, if there's not a designated practice time for me, all of my working out came from being in athletics, right? So in college and then playing for the divas, I had to go to practice. So other than that, working out as an individual, as a grown adult without playing sports, if I didn't do it in the morning, it just didn't happen because happy hour is happening. That one's Mm going to happen. And so my switch now, I'm trying to get in that mindset of 
it just needs to happen at some point in the day. Yeah. Just has to be movement. It doesn't have to be my, I'm not playing anything anymore. Just move my body and get going again. So we'll see. I bought some tennis rackets, you know, we'll see. (laughs) It's so true because it is hard. And and I've been trying to at least do 20, 30 minutes at night. If I get going, um, it is challenging, but you still feel rejuvenated or, you know what, if there's a call or a zoom, you can take the camera off and you can take it for a walk. The weather's breaking, take it for a walk around the block. Yeah. You know, so at least you're, you're, you're doing something that allows your body to just like breathe and get out of the sitting in front of the screen. Um, I think that's important. And as long as you know you can contribute to the call while you're walking um good for you yeah so I've, no, I've been guilty it. of doing that a few times as well okay <laughs> uh, all the confessions are coming out here this confessions of julie donaldson people yeah, listen right? keep listening um all right we, we talked about this being women's history month and you're a, a woman that i consider that's making history through through your career and you are let's i mean you're in a male dominated arena let's just say that not just because it's sports but then you put on top of that football. Mm-hmm. I want to know what is one of the weirdest or craziest situations that you've been in and how did you handle it? And I think it's important for young women to hear from you when something happens that you don't like, or somebody says something slick or crazy, you don't have to deal with it, but also maybe a tool to how do you deal with it? Anything like that happen that you can share? Yeah. Yeah, you know, there comes to mind um, something, and I don't know that I necessarily did handle it the right way, but I learned okay. from it. Um, but there's so many times where you're you're in the room and you look around, you realize you're the only, right? right? But you know you have something to contribute and to bring. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in this conference room, but there's probably like 12 to 15 people in the room, and I'm the only female, and I have what they need in that meeting, right? Um, which is access to a player. Okay, and they wanted to write me out of the story from it. I said, but I'm the one bringing him here. Right. And I remember like how your, my, your body will physically react a lot of times before mm-hmm. you really grasp onto what's, what's happening and what you're going to say and how yeah. you, how you want to approach the situation. It's like, my heart starts racing. You start thinking like, Oh, I'm sweating, right. you know, sweating. and, right. and your, your throat gets dry. And then you're thinking, well, what am I going to say? And your mind's racing, mm-hmm. have to say it the right way, trying to process. When do you speak up in the room? Because you realize you feel like you're under the microscope being the only female there with what you want to present. Right. And because of that, I think I might've stumbled out of the gate or I might've been defensive. Okay. I might've been too aggressive or, or, you know, I just, the, I was overreacting to a lot of things because I, I thought that I had to first put my stake in the ground and say, I am here, I'm bringing this. Um, and instead of just realizing, you know, like we're still all working together just because I'm the only female gives me no advantage or disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, and sometimes I think we put the emphasis on ourselves of, because it is a little uncomfortable to realize, wait a second, you know, where is my place in this room? Right. Um, and feeling you have to overreact because you might be the, the only one, but when you are the only, I think you grow up a little bit more too, cause you're aware of sure. yourself and your insecurities more than if you just blending in everywhere. Right. You know? Sure. Sure. Um, but there was a lot of lessons to learn from that. First off, you know, you're, you're bringing something to the table. It doesn't matter. You're only female who cares. Right. You're bringing something important to the table. You've done your work. You've done your research. You've made the connections. You have something that's of value. It has nothing to do with male or female. Secondly, you don't have to be perfect. What you have to say does not have to come out with the most, you know, eloquent verbiage that's out there. You know, no man is sitting there thinking like, oh, what is the right way to word this together? Before exactly. I speak. They're just spitting it out. Yep. And when you try to make it perfect, you're more likely to stumble over what you're 
saying, maybe miscommunicate what you're trying to say because you're thinking too much that it has to be perfect um, to be respected and to be valued. BS, no such thing. You know, and then thirdly, like stop holding yourself back. You know, if you have something to contribute, sometimes as an only, you're thinking again, like, how's it going to come out? So you think too much that you end up muting yourself, Gotcha. Um, you know, in a certain sense. And and so I think you just have to realize that what you've what you've done, hopefully you've done your homework, yeah. you're very prepared, and what you're bringing to the table is just as important as anybody else. Um, so get out of your own way. When right. I took this job, they're like, it's not because you're a female. You're the most qualified. Yeah. So step up there and own it. You right. know this team. Well, I knew that. You know what you want to do. Right. I own wasn't it. surprised. Like, you know, and anybody that follows sports and knows that it, it made complete sense. I love the fact that you put emphasis on the first part of that, though, is you got to do your homework and you got to mm -hmm. have something to contribute, right? You can't be in the room just because you're a woman. Also, correct. Right? You, you've got to you got to be there to, to play. Um, and, and to show up and you will have your time. So, and not focusing so much on being perfect. I think that is fantastic advice. Um, speaking of advice, can you name, you've, you've had an opportunity to, man, talk to, I don't even know. Do you even count anymore? How many athletes do you, if you had to guess a number of athletes no. that you've interviewed, like, I mean, hundreds, but I mean, here's the thing, Monica, like I started my, my first, you know, job in the business was with the Miami heat. And when, when I was working that. there, um, I remember Pat Riley had resigned. Stan Van Gundy was taking over and everybody's like, good luck, you know? Um, and then they drafted Dwayne Wade. Mm -hmm. It was one of my first interviews was interviewing Dwayne, Dwayne Wade. Wow. Um, you know, and seeing the transition, I couldn't even give my tickets away and I could get tickets to that <laughs> bowl, like court side, center court, six tickets, eight tickets you wanted. I could give it to you. People didn't want to come. Right. Then once Dwayne came and then they get Shaq and then we build and it was like, then everybody's bugging me for him. I'm like, oh, no, no, yeah, no, no, you didn't right. want them in. you're not getting them now. <laughs> Uh, and it ended up being, you know, ended up being a great ride. Um, I left right before two in 2006 to go to New York. So in New York city, I mean, you're covering the Yankees, you're covering yeah. the giants, the Mets, the, the Rangers. I mean, it's just, it's nonstop. Um, in Boston, you're covering big poppy with the Red Sox, Tom Brady oh, yeah. with the Patriots. I mean, it's just, I've been very fortunate, big markets, big teams, big personalities, and I've never been intimidated. Um, because for some reason, there's something in me that says, you know, what they're doing is great to be respected and acknowledged and celebrated, but they're just like you and I, yeah, you know, and so I've just kind way. of always had this fearless mindset of just going up and talking. And they're like, do you know who you were just talking to? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Ray Allen? Cool. <laughs> yeah. Ray put his pants on the same way I did this morning. I bet. <laughs> yeah, right. There's no other way to put on pants other than the way that we've all put them on. So I, I'm the same way. I've never been one to be like, oh, there's so-and-so. I'm like, yeah. Hey, what's up, man? I'm like, do you know me? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> like, uh, so, but, but all those people you've been able to interview, is there anyone that gave a piece of advice or quote that resonated with how you live your life or something that you took from them and you thought it made you pause and adopt that way um, of thinking or living any particular athletes or one or two? You know, I, I kind of can't, I don't know that I can think of any like exact quotes and, you know, I'm always kind of trying to, you know, pull wisdom from them, you know, right, and, right. and I think that's that your the job, biggest, right? Yeah, the... yeah. You know, what is it that motivates them that pulled them out of their situations that, that keeps them going when they don't want to? Cause we know like there's lots of days you don't yeah. want to go to work and you cannot be a professional athlete and, and have that mindset. It just doesn't right. work. Um, but I remember, 
um, asking, you know, one of my analysts, and actually I'll, I'll go this way, it's one of my analysts, um, Sean Springs, and I said, hey, what is it that makes, you know, an, a professional athlete, what makes some of them resonate and, and have great careers and, and multiple Pro Bowls and all of that? Because you're all freakish athletes. You're all, you <laughs> right. know, you've been gifted yeah. with this freakish gift and ability and this hand-eye coordination and, you know, and he was like, it's the mindset. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the mental part of the game. And, right. and that's the big part that you really have to work and own up to. Um, you know, I mean, we can tell ourselves all sorts of narratives and we can allow any narrative to take root into our lives and into our minds and into our hearts um, that we will eventually believe. And he said, you always have to, you know, have that mindset that you can, that you will, um, you know, and talk to yourself in that way that you've got this um, because then that has the ability to take seed, take root and take into something. And I think that we tend to follow into yeah. that. You know, if yeah. you talk in positives to yourself and you're feeding yourself with that, the body will follow. Yeah. Um, you know, and I it's remember my mom always telling me growing up, like, careful what you tell yourself, control your thought life. Mm. And I never really understood that. I'm like, how can you, but we do, we have the power over that. And the mind is, it, it can really, really determine what you're capable of doing. If you tell yourself, you know what, I can't make this interception. I'm not going to be able to make this three point shot to win the game. Guess what's going to happen. You ain't going to make it, make it right. Look at you mom. Know? Mom was dropping growth mindset uh, tips before it was even a thing, right? Careful what you tell yourself. I love that. Careful and, and what, what you, you listen to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what are you listening to? Right. Who are you allowing in to, to feed you? Right. You know, I mean, I can get on here now and I can follow my Twitter feed and there's going to be people that sit there and, you know, can totally deter where you're thinking and where your day is that really have no impact on you as a human right. being or what you are. Yeah. You know, so it just got to be careful of the voices that you allow in as well. I love it. I love it. Um, okay. This question is just for me. We, we don't even have to put this as the show. Is Alex Smith as nice <laughs> as he really freaking seems like, I mean, <laughs> sorry to see him go, but is Alex really that dude? I love yeah, it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Every, every time I've talked to him, He's very engaging. He's very personable. You know, and this year it was weird because normally, you know, you'd be able to walk around the building right. because of COVID and you'd see them in person and interview them in person. And, and that's the thing of COVID too, is everything's a Zoom. Yeah. So we'd be in the same building and maybe 30, 50 feet away from each other, but we had to be on Zooms because that was the safe way, you know, and the NFL was not messing around with COVID and the Washington football team wasn't, we only had two positive cases and they weren't active players on the right. roster, right. you know, like that's yeah. outstanding when you see what happened. Absolutely. Um, but he was always very gracious. You know, yeah. I mean, he just, he's, he has that calm, cool confidence. Yeah. You know, and I know that, he's, a, he's a man of faith and I know that, I know that really. And, and from the few interactions that, that I've had with you, I know that your faith is important to right. you as well. Yeah. Um, is that something that was instilled in you as a kid or is that in response to, you know, something in life or has it always been with you and, and speak a little bit about, about your faith? If you don't mind. Oh, it's both. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was, I was, yeah, no, I mean, I, I was born and raised in a, a Christian home, non-denominational. I mean, we sang, we dance, we had bands, you know, okay. we, we were active, <laughs> right. um, you know, at, at church. And, and it wasn't that, you know, the thing about non-denominational is, and this is something that kind of frustrates me a lot about um, religions. I think a lot of times religion divides, mm -hmm. it becomes legalistic. Um, you know, these are our roles as, you know, one faith, this is our roles, the other, and in this, and I said, you know, in, in non-denominational, it's like, you know, God's love, like, right. let's go preach, forward with that. Preach, Julie, tell um, them, you know, and let's not divide, <laughs> let's not divide the church. Right. And, and I think that's what religion kind of does is man comes in a lot of times and divides. Now that's not to say that you can't have a great, um, you know, relationship with God, no matter what church you are going to by any means at all. Right. 
but I, you know, I was raised and I was a good girl. I always wanted to do, you know, didn't want to disappoint. Um, you know, so I just always followed, you know, the rules went and did everything, you know, this is good for you. Great. Then I'm going to follow that. So we were at church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday afternoons, wow. like they're okay. the friends. That's what I was yep. raised in. Um, so I did have that, uh, upbringing of that, but then I went into life and I realized, wait, just because you do good, doesn't mean good happens to you. Mm. So that mm. happened. And I, I got really mad and I got really ticked off at God. And mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I said, I've always followed and I've never challenged and I've always believed and always had faith in this happens. How can right. you allow that God? Wow. Um, and here's the thing is he'll allow you to be mad. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he can take that kind of like, you know, you know, like a good dad. It's like, okay, you're mad at me, but this is going to be best for you. And this is what you have to learn. So then my faith was challenged. Was I doing it just because I was told that was the right thing? Right. Or am I doing it because it's really something that I can actively breathe and, and have, you know, yeah. a, a renewed, refound faith in. Um, so, and I went and tried things my own way and God's like, okay, we'll see how that works out. That's okay. <laughs> Not so good. You ready to come back now? You, you finished yeah, playing around? Exactly. Okay, yep. you done? <laughs> you done? Did you learn your lesson? Cause you can, we'll let you keep learning it as long <laughs> right. as you need to. Um, you know, but because I went through, you know, some really difficult times in life, I refound my faith and yeah. I found the truth in it. I found the light in it. I found the forgiveness in it. I found the reward in it. And I found that life is so much better when you believe that you are here on purpose, created for a purpose. Mm. Um, and you put that into everything you do in life. Uh, you know, it's, it doesn't mean it's easy. Uh, it just means we have a means to help us through whatever we're going through. So, um, I love yeah, it. there's that answer. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I feel like we should end there, but we, I need to have a little bit of fun here. Um, I think people sometimes feel like they know you because they see you on TV, they read a couple of articles. And so I want to do something completely different. We call this the two minute drill in the huddle, uh, just to give people some different insight into Julie Donaldson. I'm going to call out kind of a either or thing. The first thing that pops into your mind that you prefer, that will be your answer. And I'm just rattle them off without pause and without explanation. So you okay. can stop and say, well, I'll tell you why, Monica, because nope, it's the two minute drill. Either or you pick it. All right. Are you ready? Yep. Let's go. Okay. Here we go. Hip hop or country? Hip hop. Book club or the club? Big club, book club. Okay. <laughs> Sports car or SUV? Sports car. Take a class or teach a class? Take. Beach or cabin? Beach. Hoodie or a suit? Oh, hoodie all the way. Okay. <laughs> uh, movies or a play? Go to a play. Oh, depends on my mood. I'm I'm both, but uh, COVID, we're, we're movies. Flag on the play, y'all. I told her. No <laughs> I know, I know. Sorry. <laughs> Chocolate milk or white milk? Chocolate. Pancakes or waffle? Oh, pancakes. Okay. Offense or defense? Offense. Hate defense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible defense. Uh, chess or checkers? Checkers. Fly or drive? Fly. Baked or fried? Baked. Steak or salad? Steak. Pie or ice cream? Ice cream. Saturday nights or Sunday mornings? Sunday mornings. All right. Treadmill or bike? Bike. Skydiving or kayaking? Skydiving. All right. Okay. A little different here now. This is the (laughs) fast round right here. We've got 30 seconds for this one. You You can give explanations for these now. Ancestors, meet your ancestors or your future great-great-grandchild? I have no kids, so it's gotta be ancestors. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
would you rather have a rewind button on your life or a pause button? Oh my God. That's a hard one. Yeah. Maybe a rewind, rewind. Oh, there are some things I wish I would have done a little different, but only if I can take the wisdom of today with me in that Mm. rewind. Okay. All right. Save that for our last question, which is our fourth and one question. So then let me finish this up. Would you rather be stuck on a ski lift or in an elevator? Ski lift. What a view. (laughs) Man, really? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Would you rather go up in space or deep, deep, deep in the ocean? Like where those space. things exist that we don't know yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, okay, no, okay. no. Give me up in space. I want that bird's eye view. Okay, all right. Would you rather be a kid your entire life or an, an adult your entire life? Adult. Okay. Yeah. And if you were forced to eat either one of these, which one would you eat? Cow tongue or octopus? Octopus. Okay, all right. Have you I like octopus. octopus. Okay, that cow did. tongue scares me though. Okay. And our last one here, would you rather have x-ray vision or magnified hearing. I know. Oh, I know. It's a little, it takes a little thought. Maybe magnified hearing. That's what I'm thinking. I think I kind of want to hear what they say when I'm not in the room. <laughs> you know yeah, it. I, I already feel like I can see through them. So that's not. See, yeah, right. I, I'm, I'm the kind of person where, you know, I, I'm going to shoot you straight. Yeah. You know, you're, I'm going to, I'm no need to talk behind your back. I'm going to shoot you straight. You're going to know what I think, what I say. Hopefully I say it in very way. That's easy to receive. That's not offensive, you know, right, whatever, but right. um, yes, but I, I'd like to hear what happens when you walk out. I'm like, with oh, you. Okay. All right. I got, I I'm you aware got. of you now. I, know <laughs> I see you and I hear you. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to let you get out of here. Cause I know you're super busy, but what advice would you give to young people um, breaking into media now, especially since things are so different than when you, you know, were coming up. I mean, do you even need to go to journalism school or is everything YouTube and, you know, just start your own channel? What advice would you give them to, to, you know, get where you are? I know, right? Um, I think nowadays you, you see a lot of people that are making it that never went to college. Yeah. And, and it's it's great that the platforms allow that, that people are being true to themselves um, and that that's being celebrated. You know, the biggest advice I think that I have is, you know, you have a dream. Sometimes it shifts, it changes. Um, things can stop you from having that, but it doesn't mean you should stop uh, striving towards what your purpose right. is. Um, you know, and, and when you fall, you will, you will. Um, you know, if, if you know what, what you stand for, you'll be able to get back up and keep going. Um, but don't let somebody else define you. Yeah. you know, I, I think people want to quickly define who people are in this business um, and say, nope, you belong over there. You don't belong in this area or you're better this side than that way. I mean, people told me you shouldn't be in sports. You know, no man will ever listen to you. And, um, you know, and, it, and it's just a bunch of hogwash. I'm glad I didn't listen. Right. You know, I think if you know your truth, don't let somebody else define you. Um, you'll find your path because again, because of faith, I believe that God will open those doors for you and he'll create that way. I, I love it. All right. Now you mentioned the rewind when we went to the rewind or pause button. <laughs> Our fourth and one question in the huddle is what was one of your biggest mistakes or regrets or something you would want to rewind? And and I really am not that interested unless you, you know, want to be however vulnerable you want to be. I'm not really not that interested in the what it was, but more importantly, what you learned from it. So what would you want that rewind? Yeah, you, you know, I think it's important to understand, you know, 
our personal lives do have an impact on our professional lives. And it's hard to sometimes separate it to understand that balance. Um, and when things in your personal life um, go wrong, how do you handle it mm. um, to where you can still go on professionally, right. you know, and, and, and do what you need to accomplish. And that can be incredibly difficult. I think sometimes in life, you might have to say, you know what, I need to time out professionally too, to deal with this situation gotcha. until I'm ready to come back. And it's okay to take that time out. Right. Um, you know, I, the biggest thing that I learned, and I think if, if my rewind is to know how to get that support system, Okay. I was kind of always that person that thought, you know, I can do it on my own, right. you know, yeah. I got this, uh, no, you can't, nobody ever gets anywhere on loan personally or professionally. It just doesn't happen. Um, I wish I would have known how to stop and ask for help sooner. Mm, um, get you know, when, when things were going wrong, instead of thinking like, I got this, um, I can handle it. You know, I'm strong enough. I'm tough enough. Like BS, yeah. you know, it's okay to say I need help. Help me. I love it. Uh, I, I think that's the biggest thing I would rewind on is, you know, get out of my way and say, you know what? All right. I'm, I'm, I'm drowning here. Somebody please come help support, yeah. pick me up, love me up, give me advice, you know, tell me I need to time out professionally to take care of the personal, um, and get the equip yourselves with what you need to face, whatever you're dealing with. Um, the tools, the weapons are all there. Like I said, the mindset, we have that mm -hmm. in our capabilities, but you have to learn. That's why I said, I'd learn a class. You need to learn what you need to prepare yourself for what's coming in life. So yeah, I, I love mm -hmm. that advice. Give yourself permission to mm -hmm. assemble a team that has your back. It's, it's not weakness. It's actually bravery to say, mm -hmm. Hey, and the thing that we, we forget sometimes is we do it for other people. Oh, yep. You know, you're all, you're I, I was on somebody's just, team. I know you're all, and that's mm -hmm. not a problem. You're like, here I am. I'm for you. I'm, I'm on my way. Mm -hmm. I'll, you show up, but yet we, we pause when it's our turn to ask for that. I think that, I think that's powerful advice. Uh, and, and I appreciate that. Um, we, you know, this is the iSlide team captain segment and iSlide slogan is stand in what you stand for. If I asked mm -hmm. you, what do you stand for? What does Julie Donaldson stand for? In just a couple of words, what would you say? Mm. Man, you you come you come heavy here, don't you? <laughs> um, you know, I got to get look, ready. You know, what I'm like, I hear you. I hear you. You know, look, I I stand for my faith because it is who I am. It saved me um, in my life, and it's made me stronger, and it's allowing me to to use my voice in this position to help others as well. Um, and I pray I always will. Uh, never lose sight of that, that, you know, we are all, no matter where you are in life, you're all in position to help somebody else. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's like they say, you, you can't go through life and have a testimony without a test. Mm. Um, but then you have that responsibility to pass that wisdom on and to help somebody else that's going through it as well. So, you know, I, I stand for, um, that's really good. How do you put that in a few words? You're, you're, you're stumping me here. Um, because I, I, I know, you know, <sighs> I stand for your truth. Mm. You know, I, I think it's just true to who you are, what you love, um, your quirks, your passions. Um, you know, again, where I said, like, don't let somebody else define you. Yeah. Um, you know, encourage somebody to really come out and who they are. You know, you don't have to conform in life. I think too many times we, we look at the pretty magazines and the TV shows and we think that's, what's going to equal success, which is not necessarily true. Right. Um, or that you have to have, you know, the perfect background to get somewhere or the, you know, the perfect ways. And, you know, I'm a testament that, um, you can have plenty of flaws and, and God will still bring you out on top. So 
Amen to that. Julie Donaldson is our iSlide team captain of the day. Julie, this was incredible. Thank you so much. I, the reason I wanted to do this show and I called it the huddle is because as you know, some of the, the best times I've ever had happen in a huddle. Mm -hmm. And it's a time where we come together and we share and you can, it's this intimate space and you get creative. You may have to pivot to change your play and then you go out and execute and dominate. And I wanted to kind of create a space where people could listen to this pull some things out of what you're saying and apply them to their life and have those wins in their life, not just on the field court or wherever they compete as an athlete, but in real life as well. And I think you as our team captain, let us today drop several gems that people will be able to implement immediately into their life, especially this mindset and get their own touchdown. So I thank you for being our iSlide team captain of the day. Tell people where can they follow you on Instagram, Twitter and all that kind of good stuff because you know they I'm sure they're going to want to stay in touch and and in you know connect it with you. Yeah, sure. On Instagram I'm underscore Julie Donaldson. I think on Twitter it's the opposite Julie Donaldson underscore. Uh and you know someone's like why don't you do the real Julie Donaldson? I'm like because that seems a little, you know, self-righteous. No. Um but the underscore seems to work. There's a lot of Julie Donaldsons out there. I'm happy to in, interact uh, and engage anything. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, it was it was a great chat, Monica. You are absolutely awesome. And she is the real Julie Donaldson. So that's why she doesn't need to put the real in there, people. And she's so popular and famous. All you got to do is really just, you know, Google her and it'll all pop up. So you'll be able to find her. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Huddle. We appreciate your fans. Um, and Julie, we're going to be watching you. Thank you again so much. All right. Take care. I told you guys that is some powerful stuff from Julie Donaldson, VP of Media and Content for my favorite football team, the Washington football team. She dropped a ton of gems. I hope you guys picked them up and put them in your pocket and walk around with them all day long. Go out there, be authentic, be you, be brave. This has been another episode of The Huddle with Monica D. Livingston. Follow me on Instagram at Livingston3636. Stop by my website, MonicaDLivingston.com. I don't care. You know, I'm not scared of uh, connection. 703-898-2754. Holla at your girl. I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube